0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Buckets and Tea MBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Joining me today, you know him, you love him. It's your boy, S. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on as always. Um, yeah, I'm excited to to hang out in the next couple of weeks in the live show, Raptors Republic. Shout out to them. Yes, Hopefully. I need a set. Yes, you tell a- us
0: because cause I was just complaining that Zerard didn't invite me. <laughs> to be on the panel this year I was on the panel last year and then he invited and then he asked me to do stand-up comedy Mm -hmm. to open the show and I was like no one's here for stand-up comedy though and so then I started and then the audience was like a little like bewildered and confused and (laughs) I was getting pissed off and then I basically yelled at the audience and told them I was gonna finish my set no matter what (laughs)
1: Oh man! First of all, and
0: then and then I had to immediately sit on a panel with like with Samson and with Katie Heindel and Sean Woodley. Shout out to them! And I was just like, I was just so over it. It, And then I and then I and then I didn't get invited back.
1: You didn't get the call back. That's crazy. Audition process, right? This was a year long, two year long audition process for you (laughs) and you. You didn't get the call back, Catherine. You didn't get the call back. Um. i I, look first of all you should do a set again i think the set was successful i laughed at the set if you heard the one person laughing it was me i was laughing at the set i thought it was funny no honestly i thought it was i thought it was really funny i thought a lot of people enjoyed it by the way i like everybody was like oh that was awesome like yeah let's incorporate more comedy into raptor stuff and i'm like yes
0: yeah i i'm 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 a bit of a of a perfectionist, which you couldn't mm. tell by listening to this pod. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a bit of a perfectionist. So when I don't get a certain level of response, I just get like pissed off.
1: Right. But that's that's a tough. Problem. That's a tough thing to do as a co- comedian, right? Because yeah. like every, you're hoping for the punchline and then, or you're hoping for the reaction to the punchline and then they just don't. Oh, that must be great. I,
0: I got through a phase where I was like, if I don't get an applause break on this joke, I'm leaving angry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, this isn't normal. This isn't normal. I got to calm this down a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing. You don't like it. Like there's like a movie thing, like a movie writing thing where you're like someone's not a reliable narrator. Yeah. Like they're telling the story, but they're a character. Mm-hmm. So it's their version of the story. That's me. I'm not always my most reliable narrator. I'm always a little negative. Yeah, yeah, So just everyone should just know that about me is that I do skew a little <laughs> negative when I'm talking <laughs> about myself. But anyways, uh thank you for that S. And you know what? I'll, I'll I'm going to come. I'm going to come to the live show. I'm going to hang out. Uh it's February 6th?
1: Yeah, I think I so. I think?
0: Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Well, we'll confirm that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty and sure we'll it's there be- is
0: yeah, yeah, I think it's February sixth. Um, you know, <clears throat> check out the our website or on our social media. I'm sure it's there. Uh, I'm gonna come anyways because it's always great to see everybody, and uh, it's always a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you're gonna be there, s.
1: Yes, I'm sure you guys at Raptors Republic. I mean, this whole week has been. I I started doing the recaps, and then I jumped on Samson's pod yesterday with Trey. And now I'm jumping on this pod. So it's probably like, man, these guys are like, oh, man, they're really pushing this S character. This <laughs> this fucking this guy, you know. Uh, but yes, no, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having yeah, me. On yeah, yeah.
0: Well, well, people yeah. love you, you know, so yeah, well. it's, it's, our, it's our it's our pledge. It's our pledge. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into the biggest NBA news this week. Adrian Griffin fired from the Milwaukee Bucks. Doc Rivers immediately hired. Uh, I have some thoughts on this that are slightly conspiracy theory-ish, but only slightly, and I'd like to know what you think, S, and then you can give us some actual analysis on the situation. I wonder
1: if me and you have the same conspiracy theory okay. in, that they, in that they always wanted to hire Doc Rivers. Like, is that, right. are we are we aligned here? Is that what you're- Well, yeah,
0: because there was, there was it came out in reports that um, that Doc Rivers was asked to be a consultant- Right. Uh, during the uh, Vegas in season tournament, because he was there as a broadcaster. And I think that was actually the day Adrian Griffin lost his job.
1: Yeah, that's probably true.
0: You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, like, um, OK, I, I'm going to do something I hate. And that is use a relationship comparable to the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. You know, like, because like when, like when you're in like a relationship that isn't going well there's like the moment you realize it's over and then there's the moment it actually ends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that was the day it was actually over.
1: Fair. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever trained the person who was going to inevitably ha- like take replace your job you at a job? I have, I know oh. how it feels. Cause you're like, you're, you're like, you're like, Oh yeah, well, so you got to do this. And then you realize like halfway through training them, you're like, there's this moment of realization where you're like, this person's going to take my job. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I was,
0: and- I was an intern and like I was, I was in college, I was in <clears home throat> school and I was an intern and it was like a summer internship and this, my boss brought in her daughter who was like 14 years old. <laughs> and um, anyways, her daughter made like a really bad mistake And then it got blamed on me, and then I lost my job, and she took it over. A fourteen-year-old.
1: Oh, the the classic Doc Rivers, Adrian Griffin, right there. (laughs) That's that's it.
0: No, but I think like like I mean to be the to be the consultant, and then to be hired as the replacement. Yeah, I mean that's backstabbing one hundred. There's either there's not? either
1: two things, right? Either the Bucks are so dumb that they hired the person that was consulting the person that wasn't doing a good enough job, or Doc Rivers was personally feeding him bad information so that he would get fired. And then oh yeah, I him. think Doc it's Rivers either...
0: was all over that. His yeah, contract right. is, is forty million dollars.
1: Yeah, sweet, sweet. You sweet. know
0: that's enough money to be like, sorry, buddy. Yeah, you know tough I mean? luck. Tough luck. <laughs> yeah. Like you're still gonna get paid. Booting yeah, Bulls are still getting paid. They've Plus, got three coaches on the on their payroll now. He, he gets the coach
1: Giannis and Dame. You know, yeah. be immediately a championship contender. Get, yeah, get to probably fl- face Philadelphia in the second round. And hey, here, Joel, Here, here's what you thought. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's like, you know, this talking to Bill Simmons thing is cute and all, but yeah, I'm. You know, I'm I had back my back. I had my reunion with KG and Paul Pierce. Yeah. I've done the ESPN thing. I'm over it.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, he I was, bet the second he was say, in that
0: chair with Doris Burke, he's like, I need to be on the other side of the court.
1: <laughs> he was terrible, in my opinion, as a color commentator. And <laughs> like, he was at like when you were listening to games, it was like you know, color commentators are meant to provide color to what's at mm-hmm. whatever's happening on the court, right? But like Mike Green would be like, oh, and what a shot! And then he would just be like, man, that was great
0: yeah literally
1: silence for like three and you yeah because he didn't want to that. be
0: there he wants he to not coach. Be there. No. he wants to coach i to me like i this is first of all this is a doris Burke stan podcast that's just what it is oh yeah uh i think she's incredible and i don't think she needs a third i agree to yeah. be honest, like I think she's she's really good at her job. She she provides the color, like you're talking about. She's extremely infor- informative and intelligent about the game. She just doesn't need a third person.
1: Yeah, I agree so, with you. Yeah, anyway. They, it should just be Mike Breen and Doris Burke for the finals. And yes. Go with it.
0: And yeah. I think that's what they're doing. I read a report that they're not reconsidering bringing back Mark Jackson and Jeff yeah. Van Gundy. And I was like, thank God.
1: Right, right. They were
0: like, they were like the old man Muppets.
1: They were like the old man Muppets. They were exactly like the old man Muppets.
0: Uh, Like I was like, these guys don't even (laughs) like basketball.
1: They were. It got to the point where it was old man yelling at cloud for like the NBA finals, you know, and it's just like, it's crazy that that was the product, you know, that That they were putting out. Yeah, exactly. They were promoting the NBA by bashing the NBA. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Basically saying everything was better in their day, like literally everything, which is like actually not true. Oh, God. Okay, so, yeah, Adrian Griffin just got bamboozled, just yes. fully bamboozled, in my opinion. Uh, not that I think he was necessarily doing a good job, per se. Sure. I mean, it seemed like he <laughs> – I saw somebody say, like, a report that said he, like, lost the locker room, and I was like, I don't think this guy ever had the locker room.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I remember that first – it might have been, like, the first Bucs-Celtics meeting where – Griffin kind of gave Giannis shit and Giannis was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like talk to me, communicate to me. And I, even from then you're just like, oh man, these, these guys are just not on the same page. They are not on the same page whatsoever. And yeah, it starts to, it starts to like permeate throughout the rest of the locker room right now. Like Damian Lillard is questioning whether Griffin should be the coach. And then Brooke Lopez is like, all right, well, if Giannis and Dame aren't on the same page with this guy, why should I be on the same page with this guy? And then it just like, it goes from there and then you lose the locker room. And then two months later, you're out of a job. So it's tough being a rookie head coach thrown into uh, a situation where it's like, you have to be a contender from day one, day one, you have insane expectations on you from day one. And that's a tough, that's a tough cookie to crumble or whatever you want to call it when it comes to, to Griffin. But yeah, I, I, he, it was, he was, it was supportive. Like, I guess it's doomed to fail, you know, Mm -hmm. because he was just put in a position where, like, regardless of what heights he reached, he wouldn't have been able to be successful, you know?
0: Right. I mean, it's like it's weird because it has happened twice before in recent history, right, with, like, Steve Kerr. Yeah. He was a first-year head coach and then won a championship and then obviously with Nick Nurse. Sure. But so maybe, like, that's kind of given people this, like, Belief, I, yeah, this belief that you can be a first time. Well, I guess technically ty Lu as well.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: with the Cavaliers. So there have been cases in recent history where like it has been successful and like, you know, obviously you won a championship with us. But I think like, you know, uh, we all know I'm biased towards Nick Nurse. <laughs> and that's a me problem. I'm not claiming <laughs> he's a good guy, but like I, you know, he said I read his book. And one of the things he said in his book was like, you have to get experience being the guy that has to face the players. Yeah. And so that's why he chose, well chose to be a head coach as many times as possible over being an assistant throughout his coaching career, because he's like, you get that experience. And so I feel like with Adrian Griffin, you know, he's this longtime assistant and then, um, that's a good point. That's right. A really good point. And then yeah. it's like, he doesn't have that experience being the guy that has to face the players. Right. Um, We saw in, in Houston with Silas. What's his, I forgot. Why am I? Steven,
1: Steven Silas. Yeah.
0: Steven Silas. Thank you. I was blanking on his first name, right? Same thing. It was, he was a long time assistant and he finally got that head coaching gig. And then he just, he lacked that part of the experience. So yeah. to me, I feel like that's part of it.
1: No, that's a really, really good point. Uh, Having a like, I don't know, face the music, if you will, when it comes to the to the players and how, how to deal with the personalities. And that's why they go with Doc Rivers. Like, if there's one mm-hmm. thing that you could take away from Doc is, okay, he coached Tracy McGrady when he was in Orlando. He coached, obviously, the KG, Paul Pierce Celtics. He coached the Clippers with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, and then the Clippers with, you know, Paul George and Kawhi, and then the Sixers with Joel and Harden. And so, like, he whether he was successful or not, has dealt with a lot of personalities. And Mm -hmm. I think part of what you're doing when you're bringing a guy like Doc in is to deal with the personalities of Giannis and Dame and Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez and how you're going to galvanize this group. The talent is there for this team to be really successful. You just hope that Doc's like schematics, playoff failures, playoff whatever doesn't kind of rub off on this team. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like the, the ghosts of Christmas past, the ghosts know, so of to Christmas, speak. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. The ghosts of Game 7's past. Yes, exactly. Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. Like, I don't want to pass judgment on this team too quickly because I felt like, you know, a lot of people are doing that with the Clippers after the James Harden trade. And then sure yeah. enough, they figured it out. And now they're like a real serious contender. Probably the best chance they've had in that franchise's history, in my For opinion. Sure. Yeah, you know, to win a championship. So you never know, like there's still enough time in this season for the bucks to figure it out. So I don't want to call them a huge hot mess, but it does feel that way right now. It does feel a bit tumultuous, but we'll see if uh, Doc Rivers can convince uh, Giannis to set a pick and roll instead <laughs> 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 of screen and do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the celebration the Milwaukee Bucks uh Funny. celebration at the at the start of the game. Apparently they do that every game, but it just, it looked like there was a little extra oomph, a little bit extra uh excitement. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people were, were, you know, I, I'm still calling it Twitter.
1: Uh, As were, you should. I don't, I've, I haven't called it
0: X. X yeah. It's yeah. just too weird. Uh, you know, like a lot of people are on Twitter, like, man, they really hated this guy. Like, you know, yeah. they were really, really celebrating. So it, it, it feels kind of unanimous that they Mm -hmm. all they all wanted him out which is yeah
1: yeah yeah well it is what it is like um, i i'm sure you've had a boss where you're like oh my god i'm happy that man or woman or whoever is gone right yeah Yeah. yeah. same here so um yeah i think it's just like you always get that like post firing boss bump (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, whatever it is, whatever yeah, that's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, Who Her name, say? her name
0: was Sangita.
1: <laughs> thank you. Shout
0: out, Sangita. <laughs> Glad you were gone. <laughs> um all right but a shout out you know what if your name is Sangita and you're listening shout to out to Sangita. yeah you're good people okay Big you're good people Sangeeta. it was just one individual one uh, manager the wrong Sangeeta. way yes uh all right let's move on uh speaking of Embiid, he scored 70 Mm-hmm. This week, uh huge. I actually like low-key like switched from the Raptors <clears> game <throat> to this Sixers game because I wanted to see how far he would go. It was uh, also a
1: terrible Raptors game. It so was I don't also blame
0: a, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there wasn't I, I wasn't missing much there. Yeah. Um, you know, really incredible stuff. I feel like you know, we've seen multiple 70-point uh performances in the last few years, so it kind of feels like this newer phenomenon Mm. uh we had carl anthony (laughs) trying to go for it 62 points and a loss to the hornets that is just so brutal uh they all admitted they were being extremely immature uh everybody's just trying to be kobe Mm -hmm. you know but you all can't be kobe but in any case with Embiid with the 76ers do you think this team is for real do you think they can actually get to the finals
1: I think, like you said about the Clippers and this being their best chance, I actually think this is the Sixers' best chance too, because there's a little bit of uncertainty in the East, right? Like Milwaukee with the whole coaching thing that we just talked about. Yeah. The Celtics are always going to be good, but I also think like the Celtics have legitimate questions around them too, even though they're like blowing away the rest of the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. I think there's some legitimate playoff questions in terms of like their fourth quarter playoff execution just like when the game grinds down can they get to a bucket like these type of things the Celtics I feel struggle at and they have struggled at so far so there's there's questions that make Philly's chances a little bit better uh, when it comes to those top dogs and facing those top dogs so i actually i really like their chance and Mead is playing the best basketball of his career which is crazy because he won mvp last year uh-huh, uh-huh. um, maxi is looking like an all-star he probably gets announced as an all-star tonight uh-huh. um, there's just there's so much to like about this philly team and i do think that they're going to add to the to the team at the trade deadline whether it be like going out and getting Alex Caruso or just like adding another player in there. Maybe Bruce Brown. Who knows? Maybe I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit. But, yeah, um, you know, just adding another player in there that can be a part of their rotation. I think that makes a lot of sense. I was very bullish on the Sixers last year. I thought if there was one time that they could do it, that they could climb to the mountaintop it would be last year because it was Harden and he's motivated and whatnot. And they were close, mm. Catherine. They were very close. They were they were literally up three two. I mean, if Austin Harden York. was
0: peak, well, not not even peak Harden, just good Harden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And consistent Harden yeah, <laughs> in exactly. that playoff run, I do think they would have won it. They've been close. I think. I think at the very least, they get out of the second round this year.
1: I think I could say that that
0: that much. I'm going to call. And I know that's saying a lot, but I think they are ready to shake off this. Another ghost of playoffs past. I think they're ready to shake that off. And, you know, the brackets got to break for them the right way. I think if they have to face Milwaukee and Boston, that's that's a harder road to to travel. Will.
1: They probably will have to. Yeah, so like, they probably will. First round it's tough because right now if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, first round would be against Miami and we all know how Ooh. how tough Miami will be.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then the second round would be against Milwaukee and then the final the Eastern Conference Finals would be against Boston presumably. So like yeah. that's a tough road. That's a They're, really really tough road.
0: That's a really tough road. I think they need to like and I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're looking at that and being like, we need to be second in the East yeah, for this bracket to break the right way. Because then your first round is maybe like a Cleveland.
1: Yeah, maybe Indiana. Maybe right.
0: Indiana, you know, right. something like that. And then, yeah, and then the Knicks perhaps.
1: Yeah. Right. And
0: then and then Boston or Milwaukee. So then like that's just a significantly easier path to the finals. And I low key kind of want. Well, yeah, I think currently I could change my mind on this. I want them to be in the finals because I think Embiid versus Jokic in the finals. And it's obviously not a foregone conclusion that that Denver's making the finals, although I still consider them the favorite. That would be an all timer of a series, I think.
1: Yeah, it would be. Oh, my God. Philly versus Denver. That would yeah, be. Yeah. Like I yeah. to me,
0: that's an all timer series.
1: We sh- we need to get that at least once. Right. The yes. versus Jokic finals. Just let it happen. You it know? just
0: I feel like it really solidifies like this generation of basketball. Yeah. For those two to face each other. So so I'm kind of rooting for it for that reason. It's uh, sort of
1: like bird versus magic for this generation yeah. not, not to the same degree obviously because those guys like the, the
0: millennial bird right. versus magic which yeah. is just will never be quite as good enough <laughs> as previous
1: yeah this is us being on our mark jackson and jeff van Gogh right
0: now. You know? <laughs> well i mean the gen, the gen z one is chet versus Wemby, right yes, like that's yes, the gen is. z one they got a good one <laughs> they do have a
1: good one and yesterday was an incredible match Like it they, was it they was. were going back and forth like crazy god san
0: antonio um, needs to become a better team so that soon, matchup eventually can be, so that matchup right? can really be actually a thing yeah, but i know i know um know.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, when it comes to Philly, I really do believe in their chances. I think that they will eventually, I I, I will agree with you that they're going to make a conference finals this year. If they can beat Boston, then they make it to the finals. And then it's just like a coin flip between them and whoever they face because they do have the talent to get to that point. And, yeah, it would be exciting to see because, like, they haven't won since 84. They haven't made to the oh. conference finals and the finals since 2001. Like, it's it's been a while, you know.
0: Yeah, I think it would be exciting. Um, I didn't put this in our our little docket, but Kyle Lowry mm. to the Hornets. Now, yeah. I mean, I think he'll be a buyout candidate. I don't think he's still yeah, or there. he'll get
1: traded somewhere, or yeah. he'll
0: get traded. I he could throw a, a you know do a a dragic and be like I'm not playing here. Yeah. I don't no, know I, why I, that just, hasn't I would be
1: yet. I would be surprised if he even plays a single minute in Charlotte. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, think I don't think he so.
0: is. I don't think he is. In my opinion, I feel like, because, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, bring him home, bring him home. Mm -hmm. I think Kyle still has something to contribute to a contending team. Even if he's like one of the last players on their bench, his leadership and his, you know, championship experience could be super valuable. I mean, we were talking about this on the pod last week, like an OKC. If they had like a roster spot left on their bench, like, he would be incredible on their team. I actually think he'd be really great in Philly if they have a spot would for him. Be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think like there are teams that could use his voice. Like mm-hmm. I agree, like he's obviously not the player that he was anymore and that's why he got traded. Like he's been struggling, like he can't really hit a three anymore, it seems like, and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah I think he's got more to contribute before he comes back to Toronto.
1: Yeah, and he always seems to step it up in the playoffs, even like mm-hmm. over the last Even in of
0: that years. Miami run, yeah. Yeah,
1: like he, he's had moments where he's really shined and has been really important for what they did, even despite like the, the on and off, like not being as good. Uh, obviously he's gotten to the tail end of his career. I can see Philly. I really like Philly. And and also um, he Philly is one of the only teams that can sign him if he gets bought out. There's a list of like contenders that can't because they're over that tax apron. So they can't sign a guy who's been bought out. Like Phoenix would be a perfect fit for Kyle, but he, he just can't go there because they don't have the money to. So um, Philly makes a lot of sense for me. I would like that a lot. I think that would be really cool, especially yeah. him going home, right?
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm uh let's talk about the portland trailblazers and this like crazy protest that they are doing with the nba first of all i didn't even know you could do this like i've done
1: it before they've done it before there's like i
0: like my first thought was like i can't i didn't know this was a thing and then my second thought was like how have the raptors never done. (laughs) I'm sure somebody could go through the archives and come up with a top 10 list of times. The Raptors should have done an official protest, but uh, yeah, basically what happened was I think it was 11 seconds left in a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Portland had the ball. Chauncey Billups was trying to call a timeout. You can see him in the video calling a timeout. Um, There's debate as to whether Brogdon was actually calling a timeout as well or not, but he gets uh, like a double dribble. Call and the you know becomes a turnover and okc wins the game and now they're officially protesting this uh do you feel like this is just like a a coach having the players back scenario yes
1: but he also seemed very pissed off like in that game he he obviously got ejected yes he got ejected
0: yeah
1: uh and so i like i was watching it and that was that was very wild to see him just get that mad i've never really seen chauncey billups get that angry um as a coach yet. So uh, I I don't know. I I think that like protests rarely work in the NBA. These, these things have happened before. I think a couple of years ago, the Lakers protested a game um, like 10 years ago. I think it was 10 years ago, but the Hawks protested a game against Miami and that game went into overtime. And so the next time Miami and Atlanta played, they actually played the overtime first before they played the game to kind of readdress, which mm-hmm. was like, it was bizarre. I've never seen anything like that before. And that was one time where the protest worked. I don't remember it ever working before. Like mm-hmm. that was the one time I, and I remember. I think the
0: same team still won.
1: I think the same team also still won. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, these type of things rarely are like, you know, the NBA actually admits something went down. Uh, and I mean, I'm sure we've seen that through like the multiple last minute reports for all these yeah, things, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I, it's just weird to see protests, but they rarely work, sadly.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I do think, like, the Trailblazers, like, have a legit grievance. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty clear that Chauncey was calling a timeout. And even though, like, it's a it's a road game and, you know, the, the arena is loud and stuff, I do feel like it's up to the refs to know the game situation. Yeah. Right? And to know that this is a scenario where a coach would typically call a timeout. Right. Like in a, at the final seconds of a close game, it's kind of like, how are you not looking out for that?
1: Yeah. No, so, I, I yeah. always I always find that when it comes to. So, you know how at the end of games, sometimes teams will foul. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they won't call the foul until the team says, hey, we're fouling, we're fouling, we're fouling. Like, Mm -hmm. you should know that the other team is trying to foul at this point. And I get it. There's, like, a weird line you have to – what if they're not trying to foul and they're just trying to play aggressive defense and you call the foul instead? So, like, the refs need discretion to do their job, but also at the same time you need to be able to develop that discretion to pick and choose where and what works, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's something that the NBA officials currently really struggle with because there's just so much ambiguity to their job – and they're so caught up in, uh, well, we have to play by the rules or, or call it how it is. But every single game is officiated differently, so yeah. there's no real standardized formula. So if you're trying to act like you're, be, you know, adopting a standard standardized formula, then it doesn't work because you're not. It, it's it, whatever formula you're you're trying to adopt, it just isn't working. It's not mm-hmm. being successful. So. Yeah, refs suck, sadly, in the NBA right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It feels like I I talked about this a few weeks ago. Like it does feel like there's more tension in the league this year with refs than it has in years past. So yeah. Apparently it's
1: because they've they've lost a lot of their veteran officials. So they've either retired or they've moved Mm. on and they've become, you know, they're in Secaucus now. They're not doing the road games or whatnot. So now they've I think over the last four or five years, they've hired a massive influx of referees. So a lot of these a lot of these people are new, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's I think that's part of it. It's like they're trying to develop their, their officiating and trying to learn the MBA. And it's just like this whole developmental they, process. They
0: have to go through like borderline NASA training, I feel. They do. They like do. It, it's crazy what you'd have to do to train to be a ref. I also feel like part of their training should just be like being screamed at. I agree. Yeah. And not being... F-
1: <laughs> no i agree i agree i have a friend who uh, has been well not even a friend but like an acquaintance a person i know that has been trying to well i hope they're not listening to this you are a friend if you if you do listen to this podcast and what's happening in here but um they're they're trying to get into the nba as an official and a, a mm. referee and they've been doing they've been grinding at this for a long long time um you know they started at like the rep level and then they started in college and now they're like continuing at the college level and they do like AAU games and whatnot. And now it's like they're trying to get to the next step and they just can't because it's so competitive. It's wow. so damn competitive. That's yeah. a
0: documentary.
1: It really it's like a good that's, movie too. Yeah, it also, yeah. it could be a good movie. Yeah. Because
0: that's like a world that a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. It would be super interesting for, yeah. for sports fans. That's really cool. Well, I hope they All make right. it we should and then it. and then <laughs> <laughs> and then you can't referees suck you're at the game he's like yeah, it's right here what the hell man yeah yeah <laughs> um all right let's move on to our raptors homer moment uh you know trade rumors continue to surround this team bruce bound kind of being sort of at the center of this there's been more chris boucher talk Yep. Um, do you f- uh you know even Messiah in his press conference post, uh Siakam trade, he said he used the word definitely <laughs> in terms of more moves. It's like wow. <laughs> I feel like as a team, it would be hard to be like There were a few things in what you're doing right now, when your president GM is kind of like definitely more moves. There were,
1: there were a few things he said in that, like, he was like, uh, oh, well, we're not going to use all of our first round picks this year. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, we're definitely going to make some moves. He, he was like, yeah, he, when he met, when he mentioned the guys, he was like, yeah, well, we don't know what the future and uncertainty is. He mentioned rebuilding for the first time as a Raptor, Mm -hmm. he actually Mm -hmm. mentioned the word rebuilding. Um, and you know how that kind of sets off alarms for everybody that word. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a pretty wild press conference, an hour long, which I've never experienced before. Just like an hour of, you handling. were
0: there, right?
1: Yeah. Being berated by questions, not even berated, but like he's, he was asked a lot of questions. Um, yeah, I
0: watched the whole thing and I, you know, at first, you know, I'm all emotional and stuff about it. And then, and it was emotional at times. Yeah. Right, and then I and then I had some time to digest it, and like I I don't personally know uh, Eric Kareem from the Athletic, but right, I was like, wow, right. man, that guy took some risks. He <laughs> that guy took some risks during that press conference. Like, yeah. if you go back and watch it, like, I mean, he made this joke, but which the was thirteen whatever. year
1: old, the thirteen. Yeah, year old yeah, yeah. But, yeah,
0: yeah, and then he made and then he made another comment about um, does Messiah need to be colder?
1: Right. And then
0: Masai was like colder than I am now. (laughs) At my like, what do you mean? I need to be even colder. Like, what? And I was like, I don't know if I've ever felt that comfortable at a job. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if I've ever been that comfortable at a job that is that is some like good that. job
1: security right there yeah that's that, some
0: that, real good job security
1: that's some great job security no you're right you're right that's also knowing that like pr can't tell you anything like you're just gonna have these conversations and like they're not gonna they can't because he's you know Reporter for the Athletic. What, yeah, what yeah. How, how else is he going to do his job? Uh, Eric is a funny guy, man. He's a really funny guy, very helpful and nice guy too. Also, by the way, helped me find a cheaper parking spot for Scotia Bank. Oh, so nice. Shout out to shout out to Eric. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's all fair. I have. Yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a great guy. A great guy. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. Um, I, on the Maasai front, uh, yeah. I think the funniest thing about the whole press conference, and you know what's going to happen and oh by the way like bruce brown who's going to move Who what i could see i even asked on twitter today like you know okay between bruce brown gary trent jr dennis schroeder chris boucher Otto porter jr who do you think gets moved right and i think a lot of people were like all of them like every single one of them is getting going to get moved i yeah. would be very surprised if that happens i think dennis is a very important part of like the the short-term future of this team especially with darko he's become a pretty good vocal leader for this team especially since coming off the bench guys seem to respect him he's developed a relationship with emmanuel quickly i think that is part of i don't think they would trade schroeder unless they get a really good offer from a team that's like we're desperate to get a guy like dennis schroeder Mm -hmm. bruce brown i would imagine gets traded i think bruce brown gets traded i think gary trent jr also gets traded um and then I'm kind of split on Chris. I'm not sure if he gets moved or not because uh, he has one year left on his contract. So it's like, would a team want to go and get a guy like that? Or would they rather Wait. not and keep their cap space?
0: So Right. No, good point. Um, doesn't Gary Trent Jr. also have? Like, is he is. Like this-
1: no, he's a free agent this summer. Free yeah, agent. yeah, yeah. Also Free's bird. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that would be another thing too, right? Like same, yeah. as, same as Boucher.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You have to decide if you want to pay Gary Trent Jr. But also it's like, well, let's say there's a team that, and Gary I think gets paid like $18 million or something. Let's say there's a team like the Lakers who has a way to get to $18 million in salary but could use Gary Trent's shooting just for this year. They probably won't sign him in the summer but they just want to get him for this year. Then you could do that, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, there's there's ways around that. I would probably say Bruce gets traded though. That's like mm-hmm. the first very clear one.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I also agree that, like, kind of low-key, everybody <laughs> is up for grabs right now. Yeah, yeah, probably except for obviously not Scotty and then you know, Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett, they just got here. Yeah. Um, but outside of those three, yeah. And it's weird. I mean, do you think we could end up trading Yaka Purtle?
1: If there was the right price, I wouldn't be surprised. That like would be so on... funny. I know. I know it would be very funny. It also would hurt my soul because of the top six protected pick this year. Uh, but I I think there's a world in which that happens. It really depends because they they want their center. Of the future too, right? So if you're not getting Jakob, we've seen over these last couple of weeks how much not having Jakob has just destroyed this team's ability Mm -hmm, to win games. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So they need a big man like that, and like how where else are you going to find that? Let's if you can point to another center that's available, then sure, maybe we can have a discussion here, but.
0: I I, I wish we this. got I wish we got Bull Ball in the off season last year. That, <laughs> that's who I was rooting for. Bull Bull. yeah, because we need that. We need that unicorn center. Yeah, you know, because I feel that's the future of this league is the unicorn center.
1: You're not wrong, you're not and wrong. it's
0: like I don't think you're a championship team without one of those guys. And I don't know if Bull is going to be at the level of like Chet and Wemby, although Shaq yeah. seems to think so. But Shaq yeah. thinks a lot of things, and <laughs> uh, you know, but still, it's like you need you need. That's what you need. And I feel like, you know, for all the rebuilding that this team is going through, I feel like that's our next step in terms of like scouting. Is there to- is a
1: guy. There is a guy this year coming out of the draft. He's not really unicornish like that, but he has the potential to be unicornish like who,
0: that. Who is
1: this? He, he's probably gonna be the first overall pick. His name is Alexander Saar. Oh. He plays in Australia currently, I believe. Um, you know, seven foot two, big guy. Can do a bunch of things on the court, block shots. He would fit very well on this Raptors team.
0: Yeah, well, we're not a number one pick.
1: Yeah. Obviously, that's the difficult part of this whole equation, but you know, they're, they're coming more and more, they're becoming more and more frequent, like these unicorn type no, players. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, no, Besides got to do what he's always done and find these diamonds in the rough, so to speak. Yeah. Right. He's like, got to
1: find the Bruno that isn't two years away from being two years away, essentially.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And he needs to travel the world <laughs> <laughs> to find this guy. You know what I mean? Like, he could be in Iceland. Like, who knows? Like, he's yeah. got to travel the world and find this guy. I think. <laughs> Feel like that's what's what's next um in the meantime you know uh the way i phrased this was that you know we've got the young guns taking over and aside from our you know bbq big three here who do you think is our next rising star
1: oh you said for aside from bbq um that's kind of tough because i don't know who's going to be on the team anymore <laughs> um okay
0: fine then then between then then it aside have from
1: Okay. Okay. It doesn't I, have to be. I I think I would say Emmanuel quickly is the next rising star on this team. Uh he's being given a lot of opportunity to develop his game, grow his game. Uh, and he's gonna pair well, really, really well next to Scotty Barnes. Just his shooting ability, his ability to play team defense off the ball too. I think a lot of that pairs well, it matches well with a guy like Scotty and his skill set. So they're gonna grow into a really good duo over this next Half a season. And then once Quickly is re signed, which I expect him to be, um, you know, they can develop that chemistry even more. So I, I don't know. I, I think Quickly is my answer here. I'm very high on Emmanuel Quickly and what he can become. I think he can become a star in this league. Some people do not believe that. That is fine. That's okay. I just, I believe on the high upside front when it comes to quickly, he needs to show me more though, to be honest with you. I need him to shoot the ball more. I need him to be more comfortable running an offense, but these things are just things that will have to grow as he grows. You know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think a lot of people are high on him for the most part, right? Or at least his potential.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so. Um, do you think Scotty Barnes is the future face of the league?
1: <laughs> <laughs> face of the league? I mean, look he he is a really um, like a good brand. Uh, I mean, they had him in that uh, ESPN commercial in his rookie year. They had him involved in the NBA Finals in his rookie year, doing some like questionnaires type stuff. You know, with Tatum and whatnot. I could really see like being a correspondent for them. Uh, so I, I do think they see the value in a guy like Scotty and his like, you know, star power, if you will face of the league. I don't know. One of the multiple faces of the league. Yeah. When LeBron retires and when Steph retires and when KD retires, there's going to be this gigantic void that Mm -hmm. some of these guys will have to fill. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Giannis, It's going to be Luca. It's going to be, you know, aunt Edwards. It's gonna be all these other guys, Wemby, obviously, mm-hmm. Shay, but you know, there's there's a chance that Scotty can get to be a face too.
0: Um, no, I threw that in to be silly, but I, <laughs> I agree. Um, okay, so you're you're around the team, you know what I mean? You you're 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 around these guys. Do you think do you think Emmanuel quickly's happy? Do you think yeah. he's happy here?
1: I do. I, I think I think like whenever you you get thrown into a situation where you have lots of opportunity. You can't help, but be excited of that opportunity. Cause what the one thing he was struggling with in New York was like, I want more chances. I'm only getting 25 minutes a game, 26 Mm -hmm, minutes mm -hmm. a game. Now he's up to like 32, 33 minutes a game. He's getting a lot more shots. He's doing, you know, like he's doing the things he wants to. I think with that, there's an excitement that comes naturally though, when you've been somewhere for so long in New York, it takes a little bit to get adjusted to what you're doing now. Um, I don't know if he even has a house yet or if he's like went house hunting in Toronto or if he's going to wait until, you know, free agency and, and whatnot to see if he can do that. So like, I would be very shocked if, um, if quickly wasn't happy in Toronto, I think the opportunity, the ability to like, Hey, this is your team with Scotty, with RJ. I think that's something that means a lot to players.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, Let's move on to our hottie highlight of the week. And this goes to Darko and his wife, Gaga, which yes. really excited me to learn her name's Gaga. <laughs> I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, obviously, I don't think Lady Gaga has any like. I don't think it's like a Serbian connection no, or anything. Not. But <laughs> um, they are donating twenty dollars for every assist the Raptors get to three children's hospitals. Uh, sick kids and then there's a hospital in serbia and i'm blanking on the third hospital here but regardless um really incredible stuff i mean this guy is like i mean he's the most angelic coach yeah in he's a lot a, of ways that i've ever seen
1: he has uh, K- Catherine, katherine just to kind of like add it to 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 your hottie thing okay uh
0: uh-huh, yeah
1: he has incredible eyes <laughs> <laughs> incroyable eyes like when he's speaking to you obviously in the like tiny press room that you're packed into like sardines and you're like a foot away from him asking the questions you can you he's looking at you directly into your soul with his eyes and they're like these blue sparkly eyes and you're like man this dude has some really nice eyes so yes just wanted to put it out there into your haughty ether wow.
0: to say that he has i love yes, to hear it he
1: has nice i love eyes. to hear it yes
0: um yeah, I mean, oh, and
1: is- and yeah, the charity thing is also cool. Sorry. <laughs> I, I <laughs> it's, That is also cool to do. I'm sorry. I forgot the whole point of this conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got lost in his eyes. I got
1: lost in the eyes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, that's really incredible stuff. I mean, that is what this segment is for, truly. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's really great. I mean, I was, you know, thinking just about like what a nice guy Darko is and what a real like 180 this has been from Nick Nurse, like truly. Oh, yeah. Like in my mind, like I'm not saying Nick Nurse ever said this, but in my mind, Nick Nurse was like, I don't go to hospitals, I win championships.
1: (laughs) Have you ever like dated someone and then your rebound was the exact opposite of the person that you were dating? That that's what this that's what this sort of feels like. It's yeah, like,
0: major. You know,
1: you were you were in a long committed relationship with someone who just wasn't treating you right anymore. And so you went and found someone who's like way too nice, you know, mm-hmm. and like would check in on you every day, like, hey, how you doing? Everything OK? You know, let me know. Hope <laughs> hope all is well. Right. That That's what it feels like. Um, yeah. Oh, my
0: know. God. You're describing my October. But anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my um, God.
0: but yeah, that's exactly what it's like. And it's just like, man, this guy keeps getting nicer and nicer. Also, real distraction from the dinner. You know yes. what I mean? It's a nice yeah. distraction from the dinner that has never. That's
1: probably been. never going to come. By the way, I don't. I don't think the pizza party is going to happen this year, ladies and gentlemen. Also,
0: why did this dinner turn into a pizza party? I feel like social media turned this into a pizza party. <laughs> it it like, absolutely this, this has. Man, this man said dinner.
1: He never even mentioned pizza. He,
0: he never even. mentioned pizza, and then social media turned dinner into pizza party. And this yeah. guy's probably sitting there like, "Man, I really thought I said dinner." <laughs> Like, was this like a, was this lost in translation?
1: You gotta, you gotta keep this for your standup set, uh, in Rivoli. You gotta do it. <laughs> you, gotta do it. You, gotta, you gotta do it. But no, seriously, you're right though. Um, and like the pizza party, it's funny because like, that's what we used to do as kids, right? Like the, the everybody was like, oh my God, you know, if you did this today, you, you, you did your homework. Everybody gets a pizza party. I think that's where people got it from. Like the. That's the vibe right, right. of this Toronto Raptors team. It's like your children. W- if you win three games, we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're it's gonna like have a big these pizza are party. So
0: wholesome that no one imagines this is a steak dinner. <laughs> you know, it's just it's pizza party. It's orange drink. Remember yes. orange drink. Yes, orange you drink know, and so red so drink. Yeah. Yes, yeah. like just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Picnic tables.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The maybe. OVO
0: setter gets converted <laughs> into a carnival. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, I, I I think the pizza party is not happening this year, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry to break it to you. I don't think they will get three wins in a row. I would be very shocked if they get three wins in a row.
0: If if the if the dinner doesn't happen until next season, and Gary Trent Jr. is traded, does he owe Gary Trent Jr. dinner?
1: That's a good question. That th- this is this is why this podcast exists, right? Here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm here asking the tough questions. You know, I'm I, here asking I, the tough questions. I think this is why I, I'll never get a media pass. I can't be, I can't can be getting imagine, lost in this man's eyes. Can
1: you imagine in the in the in the wild winds of you know zone defense and man to man and matchup? You're just like so, Darko. um Let's say hypothetically one of these players leaves the team. Would would they still be able to get the dinner afterwards? Is it prorated, or does <laughs> it get a half dinner? You know, does it get a half dinner? Okay, you know, do you leave halfway does through get whatever? A, dinner? Get a
0: coupon. Does it get an Uber Eats?
1: Anything? Yes, I agree.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, imagine like like you and Samson. Like you're asking, and Lewis. Like you're asking all these like questions about like defensive schemes and plans for the team. And then there's me. Asking this, and it's like, Wait, you're all part of Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> How is that possible? Oh, man! Oh, my That's god. Funny. Well. Uh, let's wrap it up there. Uh, thank you so much as for joining me this week. Uh, let us know what you're up to and for our listeners where they can find you on the internets.
1: Yeah. Um, listen, ladies and gentlemen, tap into the recaps on YouTube that I do on Raptors Republic. Every game, I will be recapping them the morning afterwards. So, you know, the, the recaps themselves, they have a little bit of quotes from that. You might have missed from the the last night, whether it be from Darko Ryakovich or some of the Raptors players. It'll have some film to break down what happened and what you might have missed, and just you know, overall me talking about the game. So yeah, tap into those. Thank you very much, Catherine. Always a pleasure chatting with you, and I will see you at Rivoli. Zarrar, inviter. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes, Zarrar. Uh, Thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.